Hey everybody, welcome back to We Are Podcast. This is We Are Bagoo Season 2, Episode 12, Skull Pixel Games Hell World. If this is your first time checking out the podcast network, please head over to your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or iTunes, and give We Are Podcast Network a like. And if you get a chance, head over to our social media. All links can be found in the description. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at backslash We Are Podcast. And with that said, on to the podcast. We are Bagu. Hey everybody, welcome to We Are Bagu, a video game podcast where we talk Atari, Steam, and everything in between. I am your host, Ducky Wenzel. I'm here with the amazing Lisa Cross. Is that right, Lisa Cross? It's Cross. Cross. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah. Lisa Cross. We got it right this time. Lisa is the developer, also known as Skull Pixel, and creating the game Hell World for the PC. You can go check it out on Steam right now. You can play the demo. It is linked in the description, so please head over there. But we are going to talk a little bit about you, Lisa, and your past. Where are you from? I'm currently stationed in Dallas, Texas. I'm originally from Fort Worth. I've kind of been all over Texas, but currently living in North Dallas. Excellent, excellent. And what's your history of video games? So from a young age, were you playing games? Or Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I was definitely a Nintendo poster child, had every Nintendo system. Still a big Nintendo fan, but I'm just surrounded by it. <laughs> I've got my Snorlax collection in the back there. I've got no, that my... Snorlax is bomb. Kirby's in the background. Kirby's in the background. Hanging out. Yeah. A little bit of everything. Some some more Nintendo friends back there. Yeah. Big Kirby fan for sure. That's probably my favorite. I grew up with that. I grew up with Super Ghouls and Ghosts. It was huge inspiration for me. I was always really into games that were weird for the sake of being weird. Stuff like Earthworm Jam, Odd World. Oh my God. What's the name of that game? Heart of Darkness, I think it's called. One of those Eric Chahi games. Really incredible stuff. But yeah, stuff like that really inspired me. And I've been playing since I was really little. My dad was a huge video game nerd. My brother were all huge video game nerds like when we were growing up and it just kind of stuck with me for the rest of my life. I didn't really think to consider making a video game because I have a lot of creative ideas and I would always bounce them back and forth with my friends and then it like you know kind of hit me at one point I was like I just make a video game. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so this has kind of been my my pet project for the past I don't even want to know how many years. <laughs> well, you, you started development in 2017. Is that correct? The, the game kind of popped into your head at that time? I would say probably around 2015. Oh, uh, it's probably the earliest that I started kind of conceptualizing it. It came from a night where a good friend of mine, Jesse, came over and she stayed the night and we were just up until like 3 a.m. just like conceptualizing this idea of levels based off of the seven deadly sins and but like loosely based. So it's not a lot of, you know, kind of in your face, like a gluttony, a big fat dude and stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, no, I want I want gluttony to be a child with no impulse control and so her whole level is like a junk food theme park and it's just food and junk food and everything's just really fast in that level and things like that so we wanted to kind of take a different approach to what you normally see and stuff like that but yeah I would say probably about 2015 is when we kind of started sketching and and writing and and things like that and then 2017 is probably the first time that I 
actually had a playable, not really a demo, but like, like a tech demo, like a tech demo, basically. So it's like I got into Construct 3 and started kind of messing around with that and seeing what I could do with it and kind of came up with the, you know, possession mechanics and things like that. Had a tech demo in 2017 and it's just grown from there. Excellent. We're going to get into talking about a lot of that stuff individually. But first, real quick, I want to just a little bit more about you. You're into cosplay. Is that correct? I used to be. (laughs) Used to be? Okay. Yeah. I haven't really done a lot of cosplay in the past couple of years, mostly just because I've been, I've been working full time. I've been dealing with a lot of health issues and I've been, you know, doing game dev and stuff like that. So I think the last time I actually actively cosplayed was like 2019, maybe, and maybe 2018. I don't remember. It's been a couple of years, but yeah, I'm not super into it anymore. I think about it every once in a while. <laughs> like, I'm like, mm, you know, maybe when COVID's not a thing anymore, maybe I'll start cosplaying again. But for now, it's no go, no go. Yeah. So your day job is you are a graphic artist. And yes. You worked for an IT company for a while after you got your degree, but you realized it really wasn't for you. So that is correct. <laughs> and so now you work for a company doing graphic art and then you work on the game the rest of the time. Is that correct? Yep. I work for an education company here in Dallas. The company makes study programs for people who are studying to be doctors and nurses or for kids who are studying for their SATs and ACTs, like basically like entrance and exit exams, test prep, essentially. And so I work for primarily a lot of the college prep products, making charts and graphs and and math and all that fun stuff. It's it's a good job and I like it and it funds my hobby of game dev. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, what are your favorite games and the games that inspired this game? You said Kirby already, which is a Yeah, Kirby is a big one. Kirby's a big inspiration to me just in general. I, I mean, you saw my curve. <laughs> the curvos are up there. And Super Ghouls and Ghosts is another one. That's one of those games that I do like a yearly replay of just start to finish. It's, it is ingrained in my brain, like all of the <laughs> secrets, all of the treasure chests and everything. It's just like muscle memory now. Like I'm like, well, you know, I haven't played this game in a while. I'm going to sit down and play Super Ghouls and Ghosts just start to finish. So that's a big one for me. Oddworld is also another big one for me. Love Oddworld games. Toe Jam and Earl is another like big inspiration. Just weird for the sake of being weird. Like it doesn't have to make any sense. It just has to be weird and fun. Favorite games. I would say, obviously, Super Rules and Ghosts, Kirby. Kirby's Adventure is another one that I revisit, like, yearly. Spyro the Dragon, the original trilogy, big one for me. I was obsessed with it when I was in middle school. Play the heck out of it. And more recently, I've been really obsessed with Bayonetta, and I love her. And she's a <laughs> an idol for me, I guess. I want to be uh, impossibly tall and have guns <laughs> on my legs. Um, <laughs> And then scary games, I saw that you like Silent Hill and yeah, uh, kind of into the Mist games too, which I guess aren't scary, but uh, no. adventure-ish. Yeah, I was really, I, I did that thing in like middle and high school where I would just dive headfirst into a series and just become obsessed with it and hyper-focus on it. Silent Hill was one of them. That was one of those jokes in high school where people were like, hey, do you want to waste an entire day? Go ask Lisa about Silent Hill. Um, <laughs> And the Mist games were another one. Like they have, there's a whole book series that's really good. It's kind of like a prequel to the Mist games. Yeah, that was another one I played the heck out of. Recently got the VR version of the original Mist, which is it's like, I wish I could go back in time and tell my middle school self, hey, you know this game that you're obsessed with? You can go inside of it when oh, you're an insane. adult. Yeah. yeah. 
crazy. That, and it's so much fun to be able to revisit those classics like Resident Evil 4 right now. You can go VR style. It's just, it's not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's talk about your game. Hellworld is a 2D platform game where you play as Seth, the son of Lucifer, as Seth yep. can take control of your enemies by possessing them and use their abilities to solve puzzles. On your journey to defeat your tyrannical father, be sure to wish list it on Steam, as we said before. You better get <laughs> that bad boy. Real quick, shout out to the sound design, Daydream Sound. Yes, he's incredible. I love working with Theo. He is so sweet. Like, he and I are just on the same level. I'll say, hey, I want this, and he just knows exactly what I want, and I, I love it. I really love the sound design. The sound design is great. Is he doing the music also? No, music is done by my friend Miles. It goes by Captain Miles on SoundCloud. But yeah, he's a dear friend of mine. He reached out to me at one point and it was one of those things where I didn't know that he did music until he posted his SoundCloud in Discord that we're in. And I was like, what the heck, Miles? Like, <laughs> I don't know you could do this. And I was like, this is exactly the sound that I'm looking for, you know, because I had been, you know, basically looking for, for somebody to do the music for it and then miles had posted a soundcloud and i'm like this is it this is this is what hell world sounds like this is what the music sounds like and so he and i started working together and he's another one that is just we're on the same wavelength he i will say hey this is the vibe i'm looking for for this level and then he just does it and i'm like it's perfect no edits And final shout out, we got to give a shout out to your husband, I believe, Colin. Yeah, uh, Colin. He helps out a lot, especially with the emotional support. Yes, uh, he is he my said, backbone. Yeah, anxiety and depression. We've all got some form of something going on, but he helps mm-hmm. you stay focused, I take it? Yeah, he he keeps me stable. <laughs> he keeps me focused. He is such an amazing person to have, like, as a support system in general, just he's very kind and encouraging, and I don't know what I would do without him. <laughs> he's oh, really great. So and oh. um, I love having him on board to help me with a lot of, like, character and enemy concepts and stuff, too. He always says that 99% of the work is all me, and I'm like, no, you've done quite a bit of work. Enjoying this episode? Go check out Geekster, a dating and friends app for geeks that focuses on common interests as a way to make meaningful connections. Download today on the App Store or click the link in the description to find out more. Geekster, this is what happens when nerds collide. Geekster, available on iOS and Android. You said you played the demo? Yes. Oh, yes. Twice. I've played okay. it twice. I love it. The... I, I think it's amazing. Uh, oh, the cartoon you. styling, just how it kind of tells the story. I love the animations. I love the music. I love the gameplay aspect, which we'll get into. But oh, I, gosh, like, I played through it twice. I cannot wait. When it ended, I wanted more. And so, uh, <laughs> so I was glad. looking for the, the money. I was looking to send you money. I didn't know where we were at on that. But oh. <laughs> I don't know if you had a um, Patreon or if you were, or if you were. Even- I don't, I'm very, I don't want to say adverse, but I'm like terrified to start a Patreon because then there's expectations and then that kind of triggers my anxiety a little bit. <laughs> so, but no, um, about the demo, um, if you remember in Purgatory, the tutorial level, there's the, the little sneezing dragon guys, the little green imps and the big red guy. Those are all designed by Colin. He has done some incredible just character design in general for Hellworld. There are a couple other uh, main characters that you'll see later on once the game comes out that he did the whole design for. And I think that his style and my style really complement each other well. You the can't way he... tell that they're separate people doing it. Like, yeah. It's the same world. It is 100% the same world. It's crazy. I also want to give a quick shout out to my buddy Holt. He did the background for part of the level I'm working on right now. 
I mentioned earlier, I'm dealing with a lot of health problems. I'm, I'm a dialysis patient, um, type one diabetic, just a lot of stuff like that. And when I was kind of first going into dialysis and really in poor health, I desperately needed somebody to help me out with a lot of the background art because I didn't want to let my project go to the wayside. So I had commissioned Holt to do a background. You haven't seen it yet. It's in Greaseland, the junk food theme park that I'm working on right now. That's another person who you can't even tell, like he matched my style perfectly. It's basically like a big top tent that he did the inside of, and it just, it came out perfectly. It blends in perfectly with the rest of the level. It's so good. And I can't wait for people to see it. (laughs) Shout out to Holt. So let's talk about the demo and the game itself. It's it's a cute and cartoony kind of game, kind of playing with a gothic motif and a demonic subject matter. We're looking at the many children of Lucifer, Mm -hmm. the main one being Seth, the youngest, and gets kicked out of where? Okay, so Colin and I are currently working on an intro animatic for the game that tells a little bit more of the backstory, like Seth waking up on his birthday to find out that he has horns and hooves and being like, mom, what the hell? And... (laughs) Mom being all like, oh, by the way, your dad is Lucifer. And he's just like, why didn't you ever tell me? You always told me dad's dead. She's like, he's dead to me. And just (laughs) just very funny, kind of like comic book style animatic. Eventually he goes to Lucifer Tower, goes to talk to him, has a like a squabble with him. Like, hey, all of the humans are on this island that's gone to crap. And you sit here in your tower doing nothing. And and he's just like. I don't care. And so he kicks him out of the tower, ends up in purgatory, and that's where his journey kind of begins. I know that some of the dialogue in the demo might seem a little disjointed in the beginning there, but that's because there is a there is an opening animatic coming. So it's on the way. <laughs> that's freaking awesome. I like what you have for the opening cutscenes already. I like that fact that the art style is done in silhouette and like a colored silhouette. I thought that was really cool and really unique too. Thank you. One of the biggest aspects of the game is you have voice acting galore like it's all over the place every line of dialogue is voice acted and they're absolutely amazing is that something that's super important to you is that something that goes back to the games of the past that you played or what made that decision happen more more or less the voice acting aspect came from my own interest in voice acting i had kind of dabbled in it for a little while doing voiceovers for medical videos and it was a lot of fun to me and i just i have a lot of respect for the voiceover community and i always knew that I wanted my characters to have voices because I love, you know, Inspire the Dragon where the characters, every single character has a voice. It really gives each character their own personality because it's like, yes, the writing and the character design are two aspects, but really giving them a voice kind of solidifies each individual character as an individual with a personality. Yeah, I'm super happy with all of the voice acting and I'm very excited to kind of show off the voice acting that's going to come out in the rest to the game because everybody who is working on this game with me is just incredible. Everybody Ab- does such amazing work. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. It, it really is. It's one of the funnest aspects of it. And the gameplay is great too. Very Kirby inspired. Where You, <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> yeah. And But I like how it's different because it's not, you know, you don't suck a man and push down to get the power. You push down 
and then you possess them and they turn into mm -hmm. a black silhouette, which I thought was really cool. And then you're yeah. able to take over the creatures in the land. What brought that on? Was it Kirby or was that it was so that was a mixture of my love for Kirby and a conversation I had with my brother one time, who I also want to give a lot of credit to because he's a very incredibly creative individual. And a lot of times if I'm stuck on something, I will defer to him for some kind of creative input. So he and I were talking about the game way back 2015, 2016, when I was first conceptualizing it. And I said, what would the eighth deadly sin be? And he said, well, a lot of people think it's despair. And I was like, well, what does that mean to you? And he's like, when I'm feeling, you know, depressed or, you know, in a state of despair, I just want to melt into a puddle and hide. <laughs> and, and I was like, okay, so we have kind of a, that's the start of the idea here. Let's kind of build on that. So then that turned into, you know, you melt into a puddle when you are in despair. And then when you are near other people and you are in that state of despair, you fill them with despair. And that's just kind of how that idea came about. And so you fill them with despair and you take over and you can control the creatures from that point and whatever power they have, you take over. So yeah. it allows you to overcome the obstacles in the stages by using the unique powers of the creatures. And the purgatory, it's just kind of an opening stage. And I absolutely love the fact that you go through an adult bar. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. What's the name of the bar? I had it. Oh, Almost Heaven. Yeah, I thought that was great where you see all the characters in the background. Are those characters inspired by friends or are they just drawings that you put together? I knew that I really wanted the bar to be just full of monsters, full of creatures, full of characters, just full of different types of creatures and characters. And so every once in a while on Twitter, I would do like a kind of a contest thing like, hey, once I get to X amount of followers, I'll pick, you know, five random people and then you give me a character like your your original character or some like a demon version of yourself. Yeah, so I've done a couple of those and I do want to do more because I want that bar to just be like full of creatures. Like I'm going to add, you know, a few more of my own in there. Like I want a giant slime monster in there and like a werewolf and just, I just want it to be full of just life <laughs> when you sneak through i was bummed out because i wanted to stay in there longer and look at all the characters. i hear that a lot yeah, yeah i hear that a lot from people like like i wish i didn't have a you know a, a time limit on the despair meter you know yeah they such a, look at all the characters it's such a wonderful cast of characters you have in there and it's so unique and like i said the drawings are so well done the burgatory also made me laugh I, oh, good. I, yeah. yeah. When I passed by the purgatory, I was like, that's hysterical. Hey, everyone. It's just Duck jumping in here real quick to say thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. If you're enjoying it, head over to your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or iTunes, and give We Are Podcast Network a like. And if you get a chance, head over to our social media. All links can be found in the description. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at backslash We Are Podcast. And with that, back to the podcast. Let's talk more about the gameplay. Eventually, Seth does get a cloak in the first stage, which is in the demo. The blanket uh, cape? Yes, the blanket cape, Lake Somnia, which is a level that is based upon sleepiness, you know? Sloth, yes. Yeah. The, the, oh, the deadly sloth. sin of sloth, yes. So we've got pillows, we've got blanket mountains, we've got the sheep that you would be counting as the enemies, which I thought was hysterical. And the level itself kind of slow going and the music's very 
relaxing and so that is my favorite track like in the entire game i love like somnia's music it's so good i will just put it on in the background when i'm working it's it's so chill and so good miles just knocked it out of the park and so you get in there and you get the cape and that it gives you the downward thrust i believe at that Mm -hmm. point yeah like a ground pound so is there going to be more power-ups throughout the game like that yes if you remember in the four horsemen bar and grill you could see war like flipping burgers in the kitchen his silhouette right you can go back to purgatory in between levels and you know go buy sweatshirts from granny death you know the green sweatshirt gives you more health or this other sweatshirt gives you longer possession time and stuff like that so granny death you can buy different sweaters from her that give you different power-ups and then you can go into the kitchen later to go talk to war and he teaches you how to use your despair powers like you can't take those individual power-ups out of the level but if you go back to war after you've beat a boss then he'll teach you how to use your own despair powers to basically mimic that ability so that's kind of how you're going to build up on your power-ups and things like that throughout the game it's super exciting i'm sitting here thinking like i'm getting all the inside information about this game i want to play (laughs) i'm like this is awesome yeah and i was wondering because you got plague and famine on the outside and i love the character designs you know i love them super skinny and you can see the ribs and plague having the actual plague on the face and then granny death was super cute and whoever does the voice acting for granny death i was like that's bomb that is amazing also a good friend of mine, Beth, another friend that I've met through cosplay, but she also does, you know, voice acting and has done voice acting through Funimation. And she was one of those ones who, when she auditioned, but her death was like spot on, perfect. That's it. That's the voice that comes out of that character. And I loved it. And she's also a delight to work with. So so do you go into studio whenever you do that? You're getting professional voice actors. Do you go into studio to do voices or you do them at home or do you? No, typically a lot of the voice actors that I've contacted have home studios. But yeah, a lot of the voice actors that I commission uh, have their own home studios and they'll send me the raw files and I can, you know, edit them as needed. Or sometimes I don't even need to edit them. And it's just, it sounds perfectly fine. Are all the people you're working with local or some of them other places? Some of them live in other places. Jared Smith and Beth Gilvey, they are local. Juan Rodriguez is not local. Jay Dar, who is a sweet boy, I love him. Uh, He's on the East Coast. My voice of Seth, so fun to work with. We'll do basically live sessions where I give him live direction. He records it and then cuts it up and then gives it back to me. And every live recording session I do with Jay is so much fun. He is such a fun character and he is just like the perfect voice for Seth. That was another one of those ones where as soon as I heard his audition, I'm like, yep, nailed it. First try. It fits the character model perfectly. It it really is. And he he does this amazing job of having exuberant youth in his voice while also being kind of downtrodden. He just got kicked out, you know, and so he's just killing it. And then we got, uh, is it, how do you say, Sharon, Karan? Karan, yeah. Karan, Karan. Karan, uh, Bindi Koda, absolute delight. Yeah, she's she's great. She's done voice acting for other video games as well. Brawl Stars is one, stuff like that. She's great. And finally, we've got Belfagor. Is that how you say it? Belfagor? Belfagor, yeah. Belfagor. Um, and that is another dear friend of mine, Hannah Fluttermouse. Very, very sweet girl. Love working with her. She is originally from Texas, now lives on the East Coast. We got to talk about that, though. When we get to the Belfagor fight, I was not expecting it. So you get, you get in there <laughs> and you get a character interaction that is very, you know, like she's very sleepy and tired and she doesn't really care that he's there. And Seth is like, come on, let's go. And she's like, but we got to fight. 
he's like, we got to fight. <laughs> and so they go into the fight. And I was shocked when she transformed into the creatures she transformed into. I was like, what is going on? My head exploded. <laughs> and it was so That's cool. what I want. That's what I want. Each of your half siblings basically has a, like, you have to prove yourself if we're going to band together to fight dad. So each of your half siblings has their own basically monstrous boss form that they transform into. The one I'm working on right now, I'm very, very excited to show off. Okay. Do you remember in the Lion King game for like a Super Nintendo, the stampede levels where you're like running towards the screen and you have to like go back and forth and avoid obstacles and stuff like that? Right. Think that, but you're being chased by a giant centipede woman. Oh, so, oh come on. I'm terrified. Through, uh, <laughs> through the candy caves. Yeah. That's the one I'm working on right now. I have so many ideas for the other ones, but you will have to wait. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I'll wait. Uh, <laughs> As much as I I want to gush about it, I don't want to spoil everything. No, I understand. I thought that was so cool, though. That was such a freaking cool boss fight. It reminded me of Cuphead in a lot of ways because it was challenging. It was animated in such a way that it was really, really fun, you know? And that's what this game is. It's a lot, a lot of fun. And the setting, the mood, the atmosphere, the music, the sound effects, the gameplay, they all come together for this really cohesive experience that is just unique in its own. It's great. Um, God, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> no, 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 don't cry. It's I'm 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 totally behind it. It's so cool. What's in the future? You're planning on releasing this in August 2023 or is it April 20th? April of yeah, April of next year is my tentative release date. I set that release date before I went into dialysis and had to deal with kidney failure and things like that. Just kind of had to take a really long break to focus on my health. And I'm gonna try to keep that date. I know 2023 for sure. Um, even if I have to push it back a couple of months, I do want to have it released next year. So I do plan, you know, I mean I'm in I'm in better health now. I'm t- taking care of myself. So I kind of found the inspiration to keep working on it again. So I'm trying to do a little bit every single day. How far along do you think you are right now? Percentage wise? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> hold on. I, I have dyscalculia and numbers are hard. Hold on. Okay. I have to count for a second. I'm very sorry. I want to say probably like 30 to 40%. So you still got a little ways to go. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. That's not a big deal. You'll get there. Yeah, I'm uh, not we'll, worried about it. <laughs> yeah, you're going to kill it. You're going to, you got this. We're looking at probably seven levels plus purgatory plus an eighth level for Lucifer. Does that sound right? Uh, about. Okay. So eight levels, including purgatory, because you've got Belphegor's level, Sloth. You have Beelzebub's level, which is gluttony. You have Mammon's level, which is greed. We have Leviathan's level, which is envy. We have Asmodeus's level, which is lust. And we have Abaddon's level, which is wrath. And then Lucifer is pride. That's, you know, the seven main levels plus purgatory and i love that you do kind of the mega man silhouette in the beginning of the cutscenes, where you can kind of see them in there but you don't mm-hmm. get a good glimpse of what they really look like you just get the silhouette in the eyes or the mouth and whatever so it's mysterious i thought that was pretty cool is yeah. there anything else you want to talk about oh yeah uh one more shout out uh shout it <laughs> another, out another another name that was in the credits ashley wixted she is designing the postcards for the postcard travel system basically oh um, yeah what is that 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 was interesting that's how you get to the levels yeah so you collect the little green souls in each level and you use those to buy postcards from eugene borkman from the new bork times and uh (laughs) yeah he gives you the postcards and then you give the postcards to karen because she collects them and it's like oh you give me a postcard to greaseland now we're going to greaseland oh you're giving me to the horde we're going to the horde and things like that so it's going to be kind of a like 
choose your own path mega man style cool so you can actually decide where you want to go next that's very yeah. cool do the end bosses give you power-ups like in mega man or no no i thought about it but i kind of already have a lot on my plate but <laughs> I got you, I got you. Um, the other thing i was going to ask the skull coins that you collect that's mostly for granny death so you can mm -hmm. upgrade your sweater correct yep What's in the future for you? What do you think you plan on doing after this game is finished? Do you have ideas in the hopper? Oh, yes. I have a whole Rolodex of game ideas that I want to start as soon as I have shipped this game. I have some kind of small mobile game ideas that I've been kind of thinking about. I have one idea. I called it, the working title is Familiar Folks, where you are a witch who raises familiars for other witches. Ooh, that's a good idea. Just a, just like a small, I have a lot of smaller, a little bit more manageable bite-sized ideas for games that I want to do as soon as my big boy project is done. But yeah, hopefully I can continue to make games after Hellworld is done. Do you think Hellworld is a one and done or is an IP that you want to continue in some ways? I guess it kind of depends on how it does. And I really do want it to do well. And I've, you know, joked with several people about, oh, in the Hellworld sequel, Seth does this, or in the, in the Hellworld sequel, Seth does this, or, you know, this and that and the other. But I guess that really does all kind of depend on how well it does. And, you know, when I'm done with the game, do I still have the same passion for that IP that I did in the very beginning? Everyone, if you want to support Lisa in the game, you need to go wishlist it. You need to go to Steam, put it on your wishlist, and play the demo. Let them know what's going on with the game and you're not going to regret it you're going to have a great time and you're going to want more and that's that's how i feel i want more like it's so crazy i love everything about it and it's just a fun game and i've like i said i played the demo twice just to get it down it's, it reminds me of a sega cd game that was never made for some reason and i love Sega <laughs> CD, one of my favorite systems but it has that like perfect sprites i mean perfect music it, it's just it's awesome i don't know if i like, really appreciate that that yeah, really cool. means a lot to me how about I put a lot of my heart and soul into this, and <laughs> it really uh, makes me feel good when people enjoy it. Yeah, you can feel the passion. And like I said, it's collaborative effort. Like, I didn't even know that your husband had made the other sprites. They look perfectly in there. Merch page on the website. The website will be linked in the description. You can purchase merch right now. So go support that way if you can. That would be awesome. Wish list on Steam and follow you on all social media. You're on Twitter and Instagram, correct? I am active most on Twitter. My Instagram, I've kind of let fall to the wayside. And I do apologize for that to my <laughs> followers. <laughs> I just don't use it as much. I'm not much of a social media person. I'm very much a Twitter person. Twitter has been a great place to do you know, a lot of networking with other indie game devs and finding other indie games to follow and to support and things like that. And so that's my main hub of activity there. I post progress there. If I'm working on something, I'm always going to post it on my Twitter. I have a Ko-Fi. Um, <laughs> What's that? It's kind of like a, it's like a little donation page. Oh, okay. Um, if you go to my Twitter profile, there's a link to my link tree there. You click on that. It'll have Skullpixels Ko-Fi at the very bottom there. Cost me two bucks. <laughs> That's all really right. all it is. It's just like a small, you know, donation pool. You can also, if you feel like it, the game is on Itch.io. Uh, I put the game up on Itch.io and you can download the demo for free on Itch.io or you can choose to donate, whatever. Which is better, Steam or Itch.io? Which is better for you as a developer? What do you need to go to? Honestly, Steam, I think. I really like seeing the Steam wishlist number go up. Like, I'm right now I'm at 360 and I'm like, yay, I wonder if I can get to 400, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
Yeah, no doubt. Well, we're going to link it in the description. Like I said, everyone go over their wish list now. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Lisa, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate and thank it. you so much for having me. I really had a lot of fun. This was great. And there it is. Thank you again so much for checking out the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, head over to your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and iTunes, and give We Are Podcast Network a like. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, you're going to love the other podcasts here on the We Are Podcast Network. We have We Are Air, where we talk movies, entertainment, whatever the fuck we want to talk about. That's me, that's Jake, and that's Javi. We're breaking down that pop culture, and we're having so much fun. Heroes, Jero's Eight Dungeons and Distractions Side Quest. Me and the boys were playing some D&D. You can start that one from Season 1, Episode 1. It's a blast the whole way through. And I hate being sober. Personal stories from epic people. I sit down with some of my favorite people of all time. We talk about their trials, their tribulations, and their journey this far. And finally, our new live video podcast, Camp Slash Horrorcast, where we're going to have a roundtable discussion about our favorite horror movies. That'll be available on Twitch and YouTube, streaming every Monday at 8 p.m. Check the links in the description to find out what movies we'll be watching. Also, check the links in the description for our social media. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at backslash we are podcast network. With that said, thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. Please remember to support local comedy in any way that you can. We'll see you next time.